Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're your doc. Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docky Sweeties. We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which can be a little salty, a little bitter, a little spicy, but at the end of the day, hopefully a little mildly sweet. And today we'll be talking about, this is the Harry and Meghan docuseries on Netflix. This is episode two. And I believe there's going to be two volumes too. So this is volume one, episode two. Oh, yeah, well, I hope they give us a little bit more pertinent information, like about her first marriage and why that ended. Why they don't really, talk about it. Yeah, but it's just like this is if you're telling your. I mean, I guess you can say like it's not relevant to their story, but it's relevant to who she is, and it's giving very much politician's wife. It's giving mm-hmm. very much like that, and I guess I just don't think of them as that, but maybe they are just in a, a different country, a royal, you know. Um, so in this episode, we learn more about her and I'm going to do my best to not like talk about her and the way she identifies, uh, because I don't think it helps. It's a healthy narrative, even though, and I'm really doing some self, some self searching to understand why I'm bothered by it. Um, but I, I do, I do feel weird for the fact that she has curly hair and I've never seen it natural. That's it. But it could just be like she doesn't prefer it that way. And that's just a preference. It may not be any kind of self-hate. It may not just be like she doesn't know how to do her hair and doesn't want to have to figure it out. It may be none of those things, you know, it could be it could be those that just that simple, like people who black people who always have their hair straight. And I mean, you know, yeah. Um, now that we, okay, so in episode one, I had asked you if her hair was natural and you, I know hadn't seen her like young curly hair pics of her like youth yet. So just like any update of, if we like, what is this, are they extensions, my love? Is she like relaxed? Oh yeah. I still don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it may not be because her, her, I mean, the high school hair was real thick and long and full, but years and years of straightening could have changed it and so maybe it's not as long as it it, they they look if if it's not extensions girl it's real natural i mean i mean sometimes it obviously has something in it because it's a little thicker yeah it has to i mean yeah but i i think for the most part it's probably you know on the scenes that we see where she's not in a confessional type setting that she's probably um that she's probably it's probably i don't know i just don't know It's probably not as long. Um, But anyways, I'm going to stop trying to negate and just like understand her experience, but then also stop side-eyeing it too. Go ahead. Okay. So this episode starts really weird. It starts like in action and it's like they're, it's dark and they're they're in the car and it's like a GoPro is like having a shot of them in the back. And like they, we are getting the driver sort of like barking, uh, not barking, but kind of like 
saying what's up or the orders. And we realize that they are like driving and like they're being followed by the pops and they have to kind of maneuver their lives around that. So the, you know, the docuseries is going to sort of jump in between timeframes, the, the current time frame we're in now, uh, sort of what it was happening when they first met, as well as sometimes in like the 2020 when, uh, when the documentary first starts filming and they're, you know, that's, it's like, those are the kind of like the tenant, those are the 2016, 2020, and then currently 2021, they say August or 2022, August after the queen had died. Okay. So obviously in the first episode, we really dived into Harry's childhood, which, you know, most of us know a version of in some way images. And they, they talk about the boys walking behind Diana's casket in the funeral, which I think is an image that a lot of us saw and at, you know, Harry's very young then. So as the documentary goes on for someone who's like not a big Royal fan, and I don't definitely am not like knowing all the things that are, that happen with Harry. There are certain things that I do know. And as like things come up, I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like, Oh yeah, that part. Um, but episode two, it was an, a lot of me just not knowing anything because I, I mean, you know, Megan wasn't a famous person, even though she was a, even though she's a working actress when, she gets with Prince Harry, she's not famous, you know, in the sense of like Grace Kelly, which of course is the only other famous American actress that has gotten married to a European royal and thusly has... Lives to tell the tale. Well, not no longer. <laughs> I know, I know. But, uh, what a beautiful lady though. But like, we, like everyone knew Grace Kelly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone who she was beforehand. So it was just a little yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> What's her phrase is like a tor- like a Toronto based show actor, which like hey, it's a check and she had a cute ass place and she's getting paid a decent amount, right? And I ne- that that was one of the shows that was just never on my radar. And it's in the U.S. we have like it, it'll be interesting that some shows I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, Canadian. This is a Canadian show. I didn't. Re- oh, oh, how did this get here? That's always and that's what Seuss was. Yeah, she um. She, so she, yeah, there's also, so we're talking about who Meghan Markle is and there's kind of like, you know, various media clips. One media clip is Wendy Williams doing a voiceover of like, Prince Harry is dating a new woman and it's Meghan Markle. And it's like, it was very, made me like a little bit like sad to hear Wendy Williams' voice. I kind of like miss her in the zeitgeist, you know, of like mm-hmm. talk showness. But um, yeah, she says she lives a great life in Toronto. She has a cute ass apartment she works her you know her job you know she it, she's she's working on as like a hot actress on a show it's like not you know the show is like in its fifth season she's probably gonna make residuals she's a, you know like it's, she's getting insurance she like lives by herself you know insurance from sag after i'm just saying like you know she i'm just saying it's a great thing to be you know she's a working actress how great for her it, like uh, she says at this time she also has a website she also mentions the website being somewhat successful I don't remember the website. I don't even know if the website's still in existence. TIG or TIG? T-I-G? Yeah. I was like, in my mind, I'm like, is it TIG Nataro? Like the the comedian? No, I'm like, I don't know. I never, never heard of the TIG, honey. I know there was like this moment where like every actress, I guess, wanted to come out with a lifestyle blog. It was like Blake Lively came out with one, you know, and like there's the poosh with Courtney Kardashian. I never like Megan Markle's TIG. I mean, the goop. I mean, everyone wants one, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, so they we get a little background on her too. We see a lot of childhood photos of her looking very mixed race with just because of the style of hair. Um, and we find out that she grew up in the valley for the first two years of her life with her mom and her dad. They separated, her mom moved back to LA, which looks like not like South Central LA, but like it looked like the part of LA that I always forget is there. It's like when you're going south on Fairfax or like yep. I agree. Yeah. I do. It looked like South Crescent Heights or uh, yeah. Car- the Carthay Circle. Yeah. There was these beautiful, they showed these like beautiful Spanish style mm-hmm. um, homes. And I know those ones really like, I literally, for any Los Angeles people who are listening, <laughs> it is Cathay Circle. This is what it felt like. Yeah. Um, with, like those big steps on the outside and stuff. Um, yeah. So Megan goes to the little red schoolhouse which becomes a hollywood schoolhouse for her elementary school during this time and then she'll move on to immaculate heart female all prep school which of course is also the alma mater of our friend megan you keep saying our friend i don't know who megan is okay you've you've i have pictures of you and her so that's fine (laughs) (laughs) i'm i've heard the name and I know who like Katie O'Shaughnessy is, but like Megan Capita, I don't know who that is. Like, I don't know who that is. Um, so anyways. You're going to be so sad when I show you the picture of who that is and who just like, like, uh, who is the guy that like denied Jesus? <laughs> you're that person. Wait, is Megan the one who was, yes. uh, who was that? She's Lebanese? Megan. Yep. Okay. I know who Megan is. I know. Oh, I know. I know you do. Oh, I know. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, our friend Megan um, went to Immaculate Heart at the same time as Megan Markle. But yeah, Megan Markle just like lives her life, honey. You know, like she's having fun at you know the all girls school. They're wearing uniforms. She's doing theater. So yeah, she's spending the uh, you know again weeks with her mom, weekends with her dad. Her dad is a lighting designer for Married with Children, which I watched every episode of Married with Children. It was like a seminal episode, seminal show for me. Like I just. It was like something, it was like family television. Like my dad loved it, you know, like, of course, you know, it was just, I watched so much Married with Children. It was hilarious that your dad loved it and watched it with you. It was wildly inappropriate. So like, I couldn't watch it with the family. Like I had to watch it like separately. Um, It's so interesting, but it was, I love that show. Um, And I mean, it's so crazy sexist. It was like the Archie Bunker show for like the nineties, like where you just have this like extremely sexist dad. And then like these two bimbo wife, wife and daughter anyways. So, uh, and then the way they treated Marcy, the neighbor anyways, like a chicken anyway. So, um, Chicken, chicken. Remember they used to. <laughs> yeah, I loved her. Yeah. I ended up doing a show with her, Amanda Bierce. So yeah, Amanda Bierce. Later on, I am doing a show with her. She's fucking great, but she's like she. Yeah, she was also directing episodes, but yeah, she, there was some onset drama between her and Ed O'Neill. By the way, oh, wow. oh, it was bad. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't have bad blood. Um, but anyway, so the dad is also like Megan Markle's dad. Like you know, he does some lighting for the. Sh- for the for the school like they have a good relationship she in fact called herself a daddy's girl mm-hmm. um we will start to talk to megan's friends two of her school friends too which are like two girls wearing like peasant style dresses mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of were like around during that time everyone's kind of like megan you know was very smart and she like you know obviously talented she was a smart talented girl who like 
you know, um, like to talk was the captain of the debate team. Like she was like that kind of all around nerd, but also like really smart. And she became, she said like, you know, believe it or not, like I was the ugly duckling. Like I was a nerd. Like I, and I found power in that and I didn't like step into who, whatever. Do you feel like she had a nose job? Let's just, yes. Let me know. Yes. 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 And that is yes. why I was yes. like, that is another reason why I'm a little concerned because I'm like, that nose job changed the nose job and the straight hair changed her. And she's like, well, people don't treat me like a minority. And I'm like, at some point I think they did. And you made changes so that they wouldn't. <gasps> because she's obviously a mixed black kid. And if she was with her mother five days a week, for her to say that she, I mean, yes, she maybe nobody treated her like a black woman, but she knows how black women are treated because she was with her mother when her mother got called the N-word at her high school graduation. So it's like, when she says these things, I get a little like, I'm skeptic because I'm like, you're walking around with a full black lady. When your mother is black, I think that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that her mother is like, I don't know. I just feel like you can't say that you don't you don't know what that looks like or feels like because nobody ever treated you like that. I feel like they did. It just like maybe your mother shield, shielded you from it. Maybe she kept you in environments where nobody's really going to say anything. You know, like maybe that was just her environment. She went to an all girls school, so maybe nobody was like inquiring or whatever. But I feel like because you're because the person she who probably went to all of her school functions, not that her dad didn't, but her mother was probably very present in her life that everybody was just like, oh, Megan is black because her mom's black and we don't need to like make a whatever out of it. Anyways, I said I wasn't going to do this and I keep doing it. Um, so I want to respect that that's her experience, but also I feel like she's done things to change the way people see her. Sure, which and we all have. I've done things to change the way people see me. Um, so, but I understand what you're saying. I'm not, the, I'm not talking about race, but I mean, the nose job is something. I get what you're saying. She's not the only, but you know, obviously she's not the only person who's got a nose job, you know? Um, she's not the only black person or person of color who feels like that their nose is too big. Michael Jackson, <laughs> the Jacksons being one. And like, you know, she's not the only person who's done it, but I just am like, when you are, when those slight differences could make the, change that huge change in how people see you it just feels purposeful which i guess you're right if people have done that then i can't falter for that i just haven't so it's not my experience um but yeah i i like the backstory i like the fact that her mother admits that she probably should have had more of those conversations with her um because she didn't prepare her for what her life would be like when everything was like blown up in her face um and i never would would want anybody to feel the way that she's felt and i feel like with her like philanthropy work prior to fame i feel like there's something innately good about her and i i feel like i'm going to allow that goodness to overshadow my own personal judgments about blackness i'm gonna i'm gonna lead with that first that she's a good person and she, at least she, she's tried to do things and help people in ways that i will never attempt I, uh, okay, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm trying to lead and in, lean into, even if I'm annoyed by their love story, if I feel like it's too fake or I feel like it's whatever, I'm going to lean into the fact that, yeah, at least she's a person of color. 
Yeah. Like we've seen it, you know, okay. Yes. It's a, there, it's not that I don't like their love story. It's just that it's boring. It's not a fun thing to watch. It isn't like, it's just like, it really is just like how in love they were and how much in love they were and how they were so great for each other, how they grew up to be great for each other. They're destined to be together. They're in love with each other, which is great. And I'm and great for them. I just don't find it interesting. And, um, but I'm going to try and just have grace through that. Be like, well, you haven't seen it with her. Okay. <laughs> now the, the part of this talking series that, I think makes it hard to watch is the fact that we are watching a long PR commercial for them. Yeah. It's just, they produce this docuseries and they want to tell their story. I'm not saying they shouldn't have the opportunity to, but the product is then a docuseries produced by the participants and the subjects, which is a very long commercial about them being great. Yeah. And the truth is, is that I will, now kind of side with them like if i see them out in public i'd be like oh harry and whatever are doing some probably doing some good like it is a great pr stunt it is like i like i told you last episode i feel like they're trying to come for the obamas in my space my mind my mind but there never will because the obamas like are black but (laughs) but i feel like i i definitely am like oh what are those two doing like i feel like from now on whenever their name pops up in the media i'm gonna at least want to know what happened if i see their, it's like i want to it's like i don't need to see them attend summits and be like photographed like talking to people on stage Mm -hmm. about great things like Mm -hmm. i you know like i think i'm somewhat I've been accosted by too much in my life where I'm just like, I just like don't need to see you at a place where I know that you got jetted in there privately with a car and then someone took you and got your makeup done. You were at a hotel and then like you had a designer come and you put a dress on. Yeah. You get taken to like a place and yeah, you're going to like talk about climate change or whatever on a hotel room and get back in your private jet and fly back to Montecito. But yeah, I mean, and they don't, you're absolutely right, Chris, because I'd never even thought about that. The way they framed them so far is that they're not poor, but they're just everyday. And I know that there's secret service around him. Like where, where are their guards? He is a royal. They didn't just send him to the U.S. on his own. And that's what they're making it out to be. Like they're just everyday people like you and I who like have the same worries. While they do, I'm sure it's some certain things, but like for the most part, their whole days are like pampered and like she's got a, she's got nannies. She's not by herself with them kids, like bird watching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, let's, so, you know, let's go back. So the, so after the public starts to understand who Megan is and, you know, the, you know, that she's black and, you know, or whatever, and they were saying all the racist shit because of um, what, okay. So this was okay. Let me say this. So obviously we know that she's from Los Angeles or whatever. And then of course, when the daily tabloids come out, they start saying, you know, that she's from Compton or Inglewood or, you know, they say, they say Compton. But it's funny because I think about, I'm from Los Angeles. And when we talk about, if you talk about negatively associated areas of Los Angeles that have to do with crime or gangs, then you would hear the words Compton or maybe Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? Like they, these are two areas of los angeles that are like specific geographical areas of a huge ass place where she's from is not at all compton you know like just not at all but then she's like what's wrong with compton yeah it starts to be that they start to really paint 
a portrait that she is like from the wrong side of the tracks or she's, you know, like she's poor, 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 or her family's, you know, like from the wrong side of the whatever tracks or like from a bad part of town and like, you know, gold digging, all of it. When in fact that she's like, uh, you know, on a mid-level show that we probably wouldn't really pay attention to, but she's a working actress, which is all huge feat in her in itself so she's like living you know a pretty cool cushy life in toronto or whatever and you know her mom does yoga and her dad is like an out of you know out of his mind drunk beast but anyway um we'll get into that so uh so they're going to go back and forth also about the media's relationship with the Royal house and they're going to talk about it in every episode or whatever, but this idea that every castle, every Royal member has a team of, and by a team of maybe a small team of media professionals that work for them. And that there are other media professionals that work for other parts of the Royal family. And that at any time these media professionals are having to do with the stories that are coming their way, they're getting um, leads on stories and then they can either like answer them with their Royal sources or whatever, or like let them go or they let them go to print. And there's kind of this dance in between what can be said and what's not going to be said and what's going to be protected and what's not. And everyone deals with this. So it was, I'm actually, okay. It's interesting that they put this in. They say this, that as Megan becomes known to the media and obviously the media tears her apart and is very vicious. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, the media likes her and they think that she, you know, is like doing a good job and that people like her, but you know, it's a lot of attention. The family, the royal family has like been through it, obviously, because they've been part of it. And they, there's a kind of a chip on their shoulder that, well, everyone gets, everyone has this, you know, like everyone has to deal with this. You see what they do? Like, and there were times, like, I remember obviously a lot with Diana, you know, but like, I remember kind of like them talking about Fergie, like a little bit, like mostly her, they, they would always call her fat. And they were like, always like, it would just be a lot of, media calling Fergie, who's Andrew's wife, and of course, you know, Duchess of Fergus, Fergie, uh, is like, there, it's not a racist thing, but like, there's, yeah, there's a whole thing where the royals are like, yeah, that's part of the territory you're going to be talking shit about. Yeah, we all did it. We all have to go through it. It's part yeah, of it. but it's the racial undertones that I think Harry wasn't prepared for. And I find that so interesting that he, you know, even though he's been around the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he still he still like didn't think that they would do what they did about his wife which is like wild or his girlfriend at the time and um, so we we end that segment with them um, just like talking about how the press is and we do get introduced to uh, oh there is this controversial part of that episode where she does that curtsy where she's like yeah it's just so, so crazy to meet the queen and to know that like something that I had been so far removed from with this idea of royalty and all of a sudden yeah I guess I do have to like bow to this woman and like then I did this curtsy and it felt very weird but like kind of like am I doing it okay how deep should I go like 
she then she does like a, a curtsy on the couch sitting next to him and she's like going down like this is weird and he's looking at her and it's like it's almost like he's probably like yeah i guess for american it is fucking weird like yeah i guess i do bow to my grandma just wild there's a wild thing that is like you know my reality but i know is crazy to everybody else especially an american and then um so on instagram there is this like the royalists as they're calling themselves which are people who love the royal family and love the idea that britain has a royalty and loves britain's history um and pierce morgan is one of them and there's all these people who were like how dare she act as though you know racism only goes one way she's being so race like she's like basically saying that the way she bowed and was making fun of their culture and was reverse racism and how disrespectful she is for having done that and so when I watched it I was totally prepared for her because I'd only seen that snippet and then I saw like tweets around it so I was like wow, I wonder what she said. And then like literally all she says when she comes back up was like, did I do it right? But like, and then just like awkwardly, like not knowing how to do that or like not ever thinking she would ever have to bow to anybody. And and also not thinking like, is this real? Like people really do bow to her? That's wild. Um, and it's just so interesting the way that the, the people are reacting to this series as though like they are just outing the royal family. And the truth is, is that they're more so going after the British press than anything like there are a certain some certain things about the royals that you're like oh so everyone gets made fun of so it's okay that they're making fun of her this way like we're not going to protect her like that's kind of something where i was like oh that's kind of shitty um or i think in next episode she talks about how they're not um warm that the like stalwartness that the media sees doesn't go away once they get behind doors like she'll go into hug kate middleton or like someone and they'll be like oh yeah 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 hug 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 <laughs> so well, yeah anyways but that's like i feel like yeah there is a cultural thing there's like just a formality to british culture you know and, and especially when you go upon certain social economic classes i agree i mean listen that is true but i mean there's a certain i think that you know also you don't go when you are going to go meet like high-ranking uh like chinese officials you're not going to go and hug them you know, yeah, no, there's 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 cultures that do different greetings. You know what I'm saying? There's some that bow, there's some that whatever you're gonna do, head bow, whatever. So I think that yeah, I I she I think that the problem is like a, she wants to be relatable and be like, it was like medieval times, how we all have medieval times, it was like that. And I get it's like in in showing us it's that, but at the same time, it is a you're it's a whole ass traditional culture that like a whole fam, like a whole country does you know what i'm saying like and give and gives reverence to so i don't think what she did was like pierce i don't think it was like worthy of being like annoyed by and like uh you know or whatever just being like reverse racism of course that's fucking crazy and the dumbest thing ever but i do think that there's a certain amount of sensitivity that sh that she definitely is not exhibiting in this docu-series and she, it, maybe it's like yeah balls to the wall she doesn't give a shit she wants she wants it's like their story or and done but like it's not just her it's it's also harry that's of um allowed certain things to be said on this docu-series that i just was surprised about like how i already said in episode one that they had the um palace person like pretty much talk about how crazy dumb and out of touch it is to like think that there should be a king over a bunch of people you yeah. know i just couldn't like listen yes sure but also 
there's a loyalty aspect to who your family is. You know, like, I'm going to tell you this right now. If my dad was king of England and I wasn't the person I am right now, I wouldn't be like, yeah, like, how dumb is it that my dad's king and we all bow to him and that shouldn't happen? It's my dad. I would just be like, this is the way it is and he's earned it by being born. So... <laughs> yeah now. you know it's like it's, it's family it's loyalty i just have like a certain amount of i just we don't have anything in this world if you don't have like someone to be loyal to so but having said that that's my personal situation with a dad that wasn't racist towards like my loved ones and stuff like that but what i'm i'm trying to say is that it is interesting what harry has allowed to be said um and i think it's telling and i'm okay with it i think it's like if this is the way that he needs to, um, I, I I guess I'm on a line with the res- not respecting, but like, not to say that you're not respecting, but I truly respect his pers- his point of view when it comes to what he's choosing choosing to out with his family because I think that he truly feels like they just let him float, and if he is not being paid by them anymore and he's no longer on payroll they're he's not letting this be about them and how terrible they are i think that he's just stating the facts that of what happened and if the facts of what happened make him look like he's not being loyal then so be it i think there's that and then there's the the fact that that person said whatever and they allowed it to stay in also tells me that he is i feel like a lot of british people feel the way that he feels as like especially when the queen died and a lot of brits were just like yeah it was time you know it's like there there are those two veins in that's happening in the world and i think that when you're somebody who has so much uh knowledge of the world and you watched your mother die at the hands of tradition and you know what i'm saying like, there's a lot i think that harry's had to deal with like his mother died because of that loyalty that and his mother also died because of the fact that the they didn't protect her once she divorced the way that they weren't protecting Megan there's a lot of like parallels to that that I can see him just being like you don't have my loyalty anymore I'll still love you and I'll still come to functions and I you know I'll still name my child after you but like this institution is poison and I'm out of it um yeah and I don't mind setting a little fire to it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of like. Um, all right, you guys. So that's the end of this episode. We want to thank you guys so much for watching. If you liked the visuals of what you just listened to, which just tickled your eardrums, you can go to patreon.com slash docusweeties and join for $10 a month where you get um, the visuals of all the things that you hear and you get them right after we record them. Um, be that 11 or 12 a.m. as it is right now. Uh, or, <laughs> or you know, sometime in the middle of the day, um, and you get that first. And then on every first Monday of the month, we uh, do a little live for you. So, Chris, where can you find us on uh, social medias? Ooh, if you open up your Instagram, have you heard of it? It's Instagram, honey. You go to uh, @docusweeties, and if you go to Twitter, you can find at @docusweeties1 or TikTok, honey. That's at @docusweeties1 as well. So 
that is all up for you. We will be doing episode three. And then if they open more volumes, maybe we'll get into that. Um, some other things on the docket we're going to get into. I know while shaking your head, I just see, yeah, I don't think I'm going to want, I don't know. I don't know. But as I was watching Harry and, Harry and Megan, there was a Netflix show called I'm a Stalker, which I think is number one in the country right now. And I've been watching I'm a Stalker. It's a docuseries about, guess what? Stalkers. Wow. I know it. Um, it's like so interesting to hear people be like, yeah, so I started dating this person. And it was normal at first because, you know, we were both dating each other. And then I wasn't normal after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Ugh. All right, my loves. Um, thank you so much for listening and sharing us amongst your friends and rating us five stars. We hope you have a beautiful, healthy, safe, warm, happy holiday season. And, um, you know, we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.